Welcome to the I Love Tooting podcast, a podcast about the tooting community, for the tooting community, and I'm your host, local tooting resident, Joe Pearson. Lockdown highlighted how little I knew about the area I had lived in for over five years, that I used tooting as a base to uncover London. However, I was missing what was right on my doorstep, an understanding of what makes tooting great. So I set myself the challenge to step away from my comfort zone and actively meet up with the people running local community groups and charities, finding out what they do and what drives them. Hopefully by raising awareness of these fantastic initiatives, you, a podcast listener, will perhaps find a community or communities of your own to join. I have some inspiring guests on this season and I hope you enjoy the shows. For more information, please check out the website, ilovetooting.co.uk, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Today I spoke with Dawn, who is the chair of the First Down Community Network. First Down is a little known area of tooting and it has a very strong sense of community. But whether you live in First Down or not, this may be the podcast for you to find out about local events you can attend and become a part of the chat group to find more about tooting and your questions answered by local residents. If you're interested in finding out more, please go to the First Down website, firstdown.net, or look them up on Twitter or Instagram. It was a joy to speak to Dawn, who was a true dynamo, filled with energy and enthusiasm that couldn't help you come away feeling galvanised and proud to live in tooting. Hello and welcome to the I Love Tooting podcast and today I'm absolutely delighted to have Dawn from the First Down Network here to tell us a little bit more about the First Down community. So I'm going to start with a few quick questions. How long have you lived in Tooting? I have lived in Tooting since 1997. We actually moved in in June and we had a housewarming party in August 1997 on, sad, on the sad occasion of Princess Diana's death. So we always remember our housewarming party. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, bit tragic, actually. Can you tell me the best thing about Tooting? So I think there are two or three things that's really good about living here. A, it's the diversity, the different cultures and the vibrancy. And I think we really, really like that. And also it's it's got a nice community sort of villagey feel to it. So when we first moved in, we were a young couple. We didn't have kids. But then you sort of have a family and then you start tapping into what's around and what's available. And you know, it's like a different world, but a really welcoming community, villagey like feel to it. And, you know, we really, really harness the community network and just the different groups and the different people that live in and around Tooting and around Thursday. And it just makes it a really nice place to live and people look out for each other. And I think that's what we really like, probably even more so than where I was brought up in Gloucestershire. There's a lot more of, I don't know if it's because it is London, people do in this bit really look out for each other and are really neighbourly and really friendly. And that's what's kept us here. 2021, we're still here and no intention of moving. No, and I think I can definitely echo that. And I think um, I, kind of, I kind of felt a little bit outside the teaching community because I didn't tap into it. I... Mm. I lived somewhere where there was good transport links to central yeah. London for my job. Yeah. I think it's only kind of coming about of COVID and kind of the re-evaluation I think a lot of people have done that yeah. I've realised there's a lot more support 
that I can get from my community and also give to the community. Yes. And I, I just to just to echo that, that Joe, certainly COVID, we all got street WhatsApp groups and there's a lot more you know, a lot more people on your street and it's can I borrow this? And have you got that? And have you seen so-and-so recently? And why hasn't the post been? Oh, I spoke to Pete the Postman, and this is the reason why. And COVID has one of the positives. It has brought us a, a lot closer together, I think. So even though terrible for some people, for communities, particularly first and in Tooting, I think it's brought out that spirit. We connected with the Muslim group because we had loads of um, water left over from one of our events that we weren't going to use because there were no events this year. So we phoned up the local group that were feeding those people during um, Ramadan. So a lady came and collected like a 100 bottles of water that they were going to use um, for a night's um, breaking of the feet, breaking of the fast. So things like that, that probably COVID hadn't have happened. Mm-hmm. We might not have um, tapped into that. So that's another good way to support other areas that we would not have ordinarily supported in um, Thursday, straight tooting. And are you Beck or are you Broadway? Broadway. Definitely, I'll go down to Broadway, even though you'll probably get other bits of this area. So no, Beck, definitely. But no, we go down to Broadway, definitely. And within Tooting, what's your favourite independent restaurant or shop? I really like... (laughs) So we've been to... um, And it's shut now, Meza. Yeah. So that's now sort of closed. And we have been to Chevu. So we do like those Lebanese ones. And we have been to, um, the little taparia on, um, sort of going towards St. George's down that way. But I would say Mesa was lovely. I know there's one at Tooting Beck and we're going to go back to the Beck now. We've got no choice. And can you tell me a little bit about the First Down Community Network? So the First Down Community Network group was started oh, over 20 years ago by a lady called Anna Lubenska, I think her name is. And it was to help the community. It was active individuals who had certain skills and who wanted to give back and wanted to help others. And it's evolved over the years. It's a committee that meets the last second Sunday of every month, the first down project. And we look at how we can help the community and not only by doing events. So we do the big day out, which happens on first down rec and gets supported by the local council, by an able. But we also do things like um, jazz on the lawn. So we look at events that could benefit from a bit of, you know, first down spending power. And we've been to the bowling club and we have a lovely event there. And that's happened over the last six or seven years. And we do, I think it was an American thing that Christy, who used to be on the committee, set up have a table outside your house and you just do a pop up, you know, come and have a look and see what I'm selling. And we do that. And we've got people that just sort of give their time. My other half's done the panto. So we've just got local people in the community to put a panto on at Gravney. And first time we supported that. Our big winter event now is the Christmas market. And we do that at Gravney School now in a safe enclosed environment. And again, it's people from the local community, either raising money for charities or their own small business initiatives. So we just look at the way that we can give back to the community we have a quiz night and normally the funds from the quiz night we try and give to the food bank and we try and help the Christmas stocking appeal that Stasia Capewell does and um, we've been doing it for the last two or three years they do stockings for people in our community that identify from low socioeconomic background so again it's really thinking about how we can 
give back to make this a thriving, inclusive community. And it's been a bit quiet the last couple of years because of COVID, but we're hoping that we can sort of restart all our initiatives. One of the things we were trying to do last year was focus on girls and reading and literature. And a friend was having a book launch and we're going to try and use that as a platform to get girls who are like 14 upwards thinking about either poetry or writing scripts or whatever and we were going to do a nice evening launch event and trying to draw in authors and people in the community but again covid struck so we try and sort of you know look at areas that are sort of underrepresented we help the youth club we support them as well and um paul rook who's now the new youth work leader we've given the outreach workers hoodies so they've got hoodies and they've got you know outreach work on the back and we supported that because of course they didn't have the funds to do it so it's always looking at ways that we can give back to the community i mean the quiz night raises money that we can you know give back to events and other initiatives that might need funding so we're always looking to see what we can do to help those in our community that may need our help our project we did last year we helped by helping with the form for the council and being the bank account. So it's even things like that and manpower to help run the event at Art Lacuno in, in Battersea. So even that, so not even necessarily giving money, but just giving our time, knowledge and expertise to make something, you know, um, happen. And how many people do you think are in the community network? Wow. So we've got the committees 15 strong. Now, what queries it is we've got the chat group. So people think when they join the chat group, they're joining the FCN. Well, they're not. So the FCN's probably got about 300 members, but the chat group's got, you know, three or 4,000 members. But people in the chat group, you aren't necessarily a member of the FCN. And we always try and make that point. And Angie, sorry, Angie's going to kill me, the membership secretary. You've probably got over about 300 and we've got life members now. So you pay a set fee, £50, and that's it. You're in the FCN for life. And there's some perks. You get discounted cake stationeries in Tooting and some of the restaurants and takeaways around here. If you show your membership card, you get 10% discount. So we are trying to make sure that we do give people some benefits of being a member you get a discount when you go to jazz on the lawn you get a discount if you come to quiz night so you know a few little perks do you have to be um living within first sound to be a member we do like people to, to live within the um you know the boundary our kite don't yeah. know if you've seen our kite we do like people to live within sort of the first down community network area even though we have other people say they've come to events oh i'd love to join i'd love to join it's fantastic but it is um first down community network so we do try and keep it to the residents of Thursdown. And how do the residents of Thursdown who are not involved get involved? Well, it's really interesting because this is one of the things that we've struggled with. So this podcast, we're really good to, you know, trigger that in the residents. So we ask people to look out for, look at the website, which people do. Social media, the Snapchat, the Instagram, the Twitter has really helped and Facebook. So Lynn and Steffi and David who do that social media, that's raised interest. Our event, so the big day out when we do it, when people turn up, they go, I didn't even know there was a community network. That's a really good way to publicise. And we try and sort of leave our sort of brochures around the shops and state agents. But most people come via the chat group. They'll go on to our website, they'll see the chat group and they'll see that. But it is one of the things that we're struggling with. How do we reach out to others? 
a way might be through the notice boards that are on a lot of the estates. Mm -hmm. So they've got community notice boards and we've thought about utilising that and saying, look, the chat group, the community network is for all. You don't have to live, you know, this side of Mitcham Lane. Please think about joining. But it's making sure that we do things that resonate with those individuals. So quiz night, it's £5. It may not be of interest to those people that English isn't their first language. You know, I've had friends that are Italian and want to say to me, or Polish, say, do you know what, quiz nights are good, but remember I grew up in Poland or Italy (laughs) and I don't necessarily know a lot of it's getting there. So it's being mindful that we do do things that will really chime with our diverse um, population that's um, in Thursdale. But we are, that's one of the things we are trying to crack is how do we reach out and reach those other um, areas that don't know about us. Schools, we're trying to use the schools as well as another means by which to reach out. But yeah, it is something that we, um, we are trying to address. What are your goals for the future? In five years time, what is the ideal looking Thursdale community network? I suppose So the community network, so the committee itself is very sort of, you know, very white, very, very middle class. And we would like to have more diverse voices on that. So I'm black, I'm the chair, and we've got a couple of other ethnic minorities, but not many. So I think for the committee, we'd like to see the committee to be more diverse and age diverse as well. We'd really like some people that are, you know, in their 30s or a bit younger to come on board to give us that extra breadth and depth to what we do. So that's one thing I'd really like to see a different kind of committee. And then I think I would just like everybody, particularly, you know, those people that are on the fringes or outskirts, to feel that they can participate in everything that we do and to have a range of different events and different initiatives. So one of the things that we're working on at the moment is trying to look at a swimming initiative. So I don't, I'm not a brilliant swimmer, but I just remember from school the things that prohibited me from really enjoying swimming. There's been a rise in people that have died from not being able to swim properly and particularly young black children not participating and also those children that are on free school meals, the lower socioeconomic backgrounds. So it was thinking, what could we do during the school holidays to enable children that identify either ethnic minorities or low socioeconomic background to really enjoy swimming and to get the skill so it's a life skill to tap into this government's agenda about obesity and children being inactive and absolutely accomplish something that's good for their social, emotional well-being. So in the school setting that every school's meant to have their children are meant to achieve, I think it's 50 metres by the end of primary school, mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. And particularly for those children that have to think about, you know, have to think about your hair for, Um, African-Caribbean, you don't want to get your hair wet, so you won't learn to swim properly. Also, you need to make sure you've got moisturiser. So when you finish, you know, everybody else is dressed, but you've got to make sure that you cream your skin or else it will be dry. You know, the whole soggy pants, the whole are real blockers for children engaging in swimming. And I learned to swim with a friend on a Saturday because my parents could afford for me to go. So my idea was if we could some way facilitate free swimming, no blockers for those children, maybe the whole experience of learning to swim will be a better one for them when they go back to school or, you know, if they want to go on a Saturday. 
And I think that's one of the things that we are trying to work on in the community is to look beyond just social events, but look where we can really have impact and really make a difference. And helping with the youth club is another area that we're trying to tap into. What can we do as Paul goes out with the youth workers to really help the younger people in our community? And can we give back in some way to enable them to feel engaged and connected? And I know some people say, oh, you know, giving them more electronic devices or whatever may not be the answer but you might have to tap into what engages with them you know it might even be going forward that now skateboarding and bmx has been on the olympics it might be that skate park there's okay at um, first down but do we do like a trip to london you know do we go to the south bank do you have like a little organized trip where you take some kids and look at do that there and you know have lunch and a snack or whatever you know what i mean and so you start getting kids engaged with um activities that are positive and give them a bit of self-esteem and a bit of value as opposed to just you know sorry hanging around street corners <laughs> and i think that's what we'd like to see going forward a more diverse mix on the committee and making sure that our activities that we do are reaching a wider range within the community. Given the pandemic, what have you been most proud of? Believe it or not, I think the fact that we kept going with our meetings and we went online and, you know, some of us, you know, myself not very tech savvy, but we got into the Zoom and we kept going and we tried to look at what we could do, what outreach could we do in these COVID times, right, Okay, so we did a leaflet campaign around all the estates about WhatsApp groups, where to come for help, who to talk to if you were alone, who to help with your shopping. Please reach out. So that was over and above what the local council were doing. We as a community group reached out to make sure that all the roads were covered. And if people were in any need, they could pick up the phone and say, look, I can't get to the shops. Could somebody help me? or tap into the first time project. So I think to absolutely get all those leaflets printed, we all trudged around the estates and delivered them best as we could and getting all the the various streets around first time setting up their WhatsApp group. And I think that was a pulling together that was really a reflection of the personalities and individuals on our community network group that we still wanted to help in whichever way we could, despite the pandemic. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you engaged? I I think just the really nice feedback you get when you do an event and... At the big day out, we have an inflatable area with active camps and we make that £2.50 all day. And when people come up to you and say, do you know what? My children absolutely love this day. They look forward to this day because it's freedom for them in a nice, safe, secure environment. They can go on the inflatables all day and we haven't got to worry about them and it's accessible and it's really inexpensive. And I think that's really, really nice. And then when you get people from outside come and say this is brilliant we've got nothing like this where we live what a lovely buzz and community spirit and I think that's what keeps you going the fact that people really appreciate what you're doing we did the family fun run run scooter walk in October because it was well what could we do you know we're always itching to do something and I think it was Hannah our treasurer came up with the idea of well we could do an outdoor event and we could do like a 5k And people could do whatever they wanted. If they wanted to go on their scooters, if they wanted to run it, walk it. And it was brilliant. Joe, we had had people say, I've never been to that bit of Thursday. 
You know, I've never been, I've never walked there. And it, another really good event. And even people just walking by going, what's this then? And we're telling them about the group and telling them what, and they participated. And they said, my goodness, I've been here X amount of years and I didn't really know about the network or the chat group. And I think it was just reaching out to the community and getting people in First Down and outside of First Down involved. Anything else you'd like to tell me either about tooting or the community network? I would say we always feel we get, we're a bit of a poor relation at this end. But we have done the regeneration of Mitcham Lane, which some of our councillors like Judy and Leonie and Graham have worked hard at. That's really gone well and would like to move to like more this end of Mitcham, Mitcham Lane. But I think um, it's the perseverance of people that live here and they have got real pride. And I think that's really keeps us going. Really say, right, the fly tip and let's do something about that. And, you know, it's a real passion to make this a really good area and to feel proud of their area which you don't sometimes get you know in other communities that people don't you know they don't, they're not that bothered but I think there's a real pride in wanting this to be the best it can be to serve the residents that are here. What other local organisations should our podcast listeners look out for? I think you've got Sprout which is which is great Sprout is great for the arts and crafts and the project do a lot the, there's a local um, history society which um, Helen Long and used to do walking tours and local history bits, which is good, and that brings a different flavour. And it'd be nice, I suppose, going forward next year to try and get the schools to tap into that a little bit more about the history and architect of the streets because they're all different because of being bombed at different times during the world wars. So I think um, definitely bringing the history a bit more to life would be really good if we could reach out to the local history group and get them on and give them a bit of a shout out as well. Well, thank you for such an excellent conversation. I absolutely loved it. And your passion towards First Down Community Network, I know just reflects the, the passion of the whole committee and the fantastic work that they do in First Down, which has the knock-on effect of making Tootin a fantastic place. Yeah. So thank you. No, thank you, Jo. I'd like to thank Dawn once again for all the enthusiasm and time and care that she spends supporting the First Down Community Network and what a great impact it has on this local area. Thank you too for listening. And if you do have any feedback, please let me know on the social media platforms. Thank you. At the end of the podcast, I'd just like to give credit to the music I use, which is Savor the Moment by Shane Ivers, which is shared under a Creative Commons license. 